on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This this is Newstalk. We'll begin with the Irish Times. Many of you probably spent the day yesterday on the couch watching the rugby or things like that, but one woman didn't, a 75-year-old woman. If you don't mind, on the front of the Irish Times, Mary MacDonald, uh, 75 from Nina, doing a tandem skydive with her son Michael yesterday in Clonbalogue to raise funds for uh, Gaza, uh, for two charities working on the ground with people in Gaza. And uh, she's beaming and smiling on the front of the Irish Times and enjoying also landing on the ground. I did this skydive and I can tell you I certainly wasn't smiling in the plane like she is. I nearly had to be pushed out of the plane because it's so terrifying, but not a bother on Mary MacDonald. Uh, so there's three photographs on the front of the Irish Times uh, and clearly she enjoyed it and wanted to raise funds for people in Gaza. The uh, One of the main stories on the front of the Irish Times is that Gardaí are going to uh, interview a suspect today. These are Gardaí investigating the death of six-year-old Matthew Healy near Dunmore East. Detectives suspect the schoolboy was suffocated before he was found in the back seat of a car at Rathmoylan and the criminal investigation is focusing on his death uh, being the result of foul play. A woman in her 30s was arrested at the scene in the early hours of Friday but has not been interviewed yet uh, because she needed medical treatment over the weekend but they are hoping to interview this woman uh, later on today. This woman uh, raised the alarm about the boy, we are told. The Irish Independent looks at the housing crisis. How, um, sorry, the main photograph is of Dan Sheehan celebrating with Calvin Nash, Craig Casey and Joe McCarthy after scoring the fourth try in the 36-0 win over Italy at the Aviva yesterday. I know we're all supposed to be very patriotic and all that. I found it a bit boring because we were so good. I did watch it, but I uh, didn't thoroughly enjoy it. I'm sure people at the Aviva did, though, and always nice to get a win. The main story on the Indo is about the housing crisis, which is forcing coalition into plea to get Irish builders from abroad. So Irish construction workers living abroad are going to be encouraged back home to help address the housing crisis. Uh, Minister Simon Harris has been given three quarters of a million euro to do an advertising campaign to entice builders back. So they're looking at Irish construction workers based in cities like London, New York and Sydney to try and recruit them home. The problem is, of course, a lot of them left Ireland because there wasn't the work uh, when the recession hit. So while it may be tempting to move home to Ireland, they might feel we were burnt before. We got our skills, we got our trade, we became construction workers and then the work dried up. We had to emigrate. Do you want to take the risk again of moving home to Ireland and God forbid something happens? But that's going to be the focus of the advertising campaign by Simon Harris. Irish Examiner is a rather alarming story on the front page. Um, It's quite a big figure. So the number of people who had died by the time an ambulance got to them, has increased by 70% in the last eight years. This is according to new HSE figures. So for 1,108 call-outs last year, the person was deceased by the time of arrival. So 1,000 people had died after the rang 999, before, 999 even, before uh, the ambulance arrived. And that's up 100 on 2022, which was 1,008 people. And back in 2016, it was 657 people who died when the ambulance arrived or by the time the ambulance arrived. So I'm sure there will be questions asked about that. Uh, Average waiting times improved last year, uh, we are told, but waiting times are the longest in the southeast. It takes an ambulance an average of 29 minutes to arrive to the scene in that particular region. The Irish Daily Star on the front page, Fight, said Fred. This is Fat Freddy, 
Thompson is going to appear in court over a series of alleged attacks on prison officers, so says the Star. The Irish Daily Mirror has good news if Gardaí want to march in the uh, Patrick's Day Parade in New York because now they've been given the green light. Bit of a U-turn here over the weekend. Gardaí finally been given the green light to march in New York's St. Patrick's Day Parade this year. Officers were told last week that they wouldn't be able to take part in the parade as they had been invited. Now they have been invited they couldn't have fine to send out the invite on the 12th of February, but uh, Gardaí are welcome to go. I think you pay for your own flight and there's a bit of a hoolie after the parade with the NYPD, but there will be some officers interested in that. <coughs> the Irish Sun, excuse me, uh, on its front page has an exclusive interview with Pat Kenny, who's on News Talk at nine o'clock. And uh, the headline is Tubbs was pilloried. He had to leave RT. Pat Kenny says RT made it virtually impossible for Ryan Tuberty to work here again. Obviously, Ryan went to Virgin. And Pat Kenny, who draws 216,000 listeners every day, has told the Irish Sun, where was he to go? They had pilloried him. So you can read more about that on page five of The Sun. Inside the papers, uh, obviously, you've heard anecdotally of dog attacks going on around the country. More than 1,500 have been reported to Gardaí, according to the Irish Independent, in the past two years. Uh, but despite the rise in recent attacks um, or the rise in attacks in recent years local authorities are still struggling to clamp down on dangerous dogs. Some local authorities failing to issue any fines at all in the past four years. 850 uh, attacks were reported last year including 430 on people. Uh, Gardaí received reports of 738 attacks in 2022 Uh, however several local authorities aren't issuing dog fines, it would seem. They have an interactive map online and there's a map in the paper in the Indo. You can see there, Clare, uh, Cavan, Longford, Westmeath, zero uh, dog dog fines issued on the restricted breed being off the lead in public. So there are the fines that they are looking at there. Now, a couple of other stories. Uh, lovely news in the star about Sinead O'Connor, who has been nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame alongside Cher, Mariah Carey, Ozzy Osbourne and Oasis. Uh, Obviously, Sinead uh, shot to fame back in 1990 with her song Nothing Compares to You and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame based in Cleveland in the US said that the life and art of Sinead O'Connor left an indelible mark on the soul of popular music. As you say, Ozzy Osbourne is also on that list. Uh, and then you have Cher, Mariah Carey and Oasis. So Sinead O'Connor is in good company and these artists apparently have created their own sounds that have impacted generations and influenced countless others that have followed in their on their um, footsteps. The Irish City Mirror finally looks at Valentine's Day, which is on Wednesday. And Free Now have a survey about it. Uh, apparently people like to talk to their taxi driver about... Uh, their love life and pour their heart out. One in three Irish people confide in a taxi driver about their relationship. Taxi drivers are often unexpected confidants for love-lorn passengers. The Free Now survey shows 75% say they find it helpful to speak to a taxi driver about their problem. 46% of people have shared a kiss with a taxi... No, no, sorry. <laughs> sorry, 46% of people have shared a kiss with a date in a taxi. That's not the same as what I was about to say, that they've shared a kiss with the taxi driver. Although some may have, but no, it's a date in the back seat of the taxi. And uh, when it comes to celebrating Valentine's Day for those who are in a relationship or married, 
preferences vary. The classical candlelight, the classic candlelight dinner is the dream Valentine's date for one in uh, three respondents and a further 12% would love to celebrate by taking a short break with their partner. And then there's another Valentine's Day story below this one in the mirror, which is that men who smell and women who are rude have topped a list of first date disasters. This is a survey by Amazon. Lack of hygiene tops the list for women, 37%, and the turn off for men at 34% is a rude woman. Also, eating with your mouth open spills romantic disaster, spells romantic disaster. Uh, that came third on the list, as did using too many emojis when texting your date. Uh, that was worse than being badly dressed, looking like a relative or poor use of grammar. So some tips there in the papers. I saw recently someone on a date who was eating chicken chicken wings and it was a first date, I assume. Not the best thing. So maybe just be conscious what you're eating and choosing on the menu because chicken wings are a bit messy and maybe aren't the best way to sell yourself on a first date. Anyway, those are the stories making the headlines. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is News Talk.